Hi, my name's Tim Harrison, and welcome to Georgian Bay Roots Radio, the official radio show of Summer Folk Music and Crafts Festival. Georgian Bay Roots is sponsored by the Georgian Bay Folk Society and the Owen Sound Hub and comes to you every Sunday at 4 o'clock on CFOS Radio, Fridays and Tuesdays on Blues and Roots Radio online, and you can listen to us on SoundCloud or summerfolk.org slash radio anytime you wish. On the show, we play music made in and listened to in Graham Bruce counties where a tradition of creating music and a tradition of the arts has existed since time began. On Georgian Bay Roots, we acknowledge our shared existence with First Nations in Graham Bruce counties, being on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe First Nations, the people of the Three Fires, Ojibwe, Adawa, and Potawatomi. We recognize the existence of all of us in this place and accept that we are each treaty peoples with the rights and responsibilities that entails. Hello and welcome again. My name is Tim Harrison, a new host here on the show, and I hope you'll stick around for my first adventure. This week on Georgian Bay Roots, I wanted to play some music that I think is really up and coming again. It's a, it's a music that wasn't particularly a genre that we booked a lot of in the early days of summer folk, but it was included nonetheless, and that was the genre of bluegrass. However, we did book frequently an Ontario band called the Humber River Valley Boys. And the reason that we booked this band is because they were a band that knew about the music they, they were doing, they knew the history of bluegrass, about Bill Monroe, etc. And they knew the history of the instruments and why they were conjoined that way in the genre. And so we used to use them in workshops a lot and were a wonderful addition to the festival. In this modern age, it's difficult to identify acoustic-based music or, or folk music uh, for what it is. And uh, because there's so much mixture and, and cross-fertilization of culture and a really kind of a melting pot of music out there. But bluegrass is very distinct. And it happens that there is a group of young, talented players who have come along, and they include this next young woman that I'm going to play, Molly Tuttle. Now, Molly comes from a bluegrass-playing family, which is not an unusual thing, uh, a family band kind of music, uh, not unusual in bluegrass, nor, as you know, in Irish music. Uh, so an interesting phenomenon there. But Molly has really come forward as a member of that family band uh, on her own, become a solo artist, and also fancies herself uh, a songwriter. But what she is above all is a masterful, masterful, flat-picking bluegrass player. And people study her methodology and study her playing uh, just to find out what makes it tick. And when you hear it, you'll know why that is happening. So first, I'd like to play Molly's interpretation of a very well-known tune, Channel on My Mind, written, of course, by the great John Hartford. And immediately after that, I'd like to play you uh, Molly doing a solo piece just on the guitar so that you can hear the mastery to which I referred. So here she is, Molly Tuttle, with Channel on My Mind. Mm -hmm. 
It's knowing that your door is always open and your path is free to walk. That makes me tend to leave my sleeping bag rolled up and stashed behind your couch. And it's knowing I'm not shackled by forgotten words and bonds and the ink stains that thread upon some life. That keeps you in the back roads by the rivers of my memory Keeps you ever gentle on my mind It's not clinging to the rocks and ivy planted on their columns Now that binds me Or something that somebody said because they thought we'd fit together walking Just knowing that the world will not be cursing or forgiving when I walk along some railroad track and find that you waving on the back roads by the rivers of my memory, ever smiling, ever gentle on my mind.
And that was the marvelous Molly Tuttle, first with John Hartford's Channel on My Mind, and secondly, just rambling on the guitar on a Martin D28 uh, made in 1938 that she was checking out. And if you want to check out more of Molly Tuttle, just go to YouTube and do a search for Molly Tuttle. I said in the early part of the show a couple of things about what folk music was and what it isn't, and that is a ongoing debate and struggle within the folk music community and without the folk com- <laughs> community as well. And um, as much as people want to say these days, it seems that all music is folk music because the folk are the people. Um, I'm not sure I agree with that entirely. I, I still, and I should say, I'm still trying to work this out of my own mind and think about you know, these things and, and what folk music really means. And I, to me, it means there's something to do with intention. Um, if you're an AD and you want to do a festival, you can do a party festival, or you can do a festival that contains more contemplative music and music that involves the audience. And, and or you can create an organization that uh, is committed to... Um, equivalency and and inclusiveness, or you can create an organization that's built on hierarchy, uh, where some people have it all and others are kind of um, drones in the uh, in the world of of getting the work done to do the festival. And also, I think that that's true of of, of booking acts. Uh, you know, there's the fame game and. And, uh, oh, they'll sell tickets. And I'm not, in terms of folk music, at least back when I was doing it, um, we discovered that really it wasn't names that sold the festival. It was the event itself. And and as you hear throughout uh, many, many festivals, the references to the wonderful community atmosphere of the festival. And I think that's really what brings people to it. Now, uh, what I'm hoping is that... um, uh, you might go to our Facebook page and make some comments about this yourself and or suggest some music that we might play here on Georgian Bay Roots if you have some favorites you'd like to hear. So go to our Facebook page and you'll find it there under Georgian Bay Roots. And um, yeah, let us know what you think and give us some song ideas. Now the reason that I got into all of this, and there, of course there has to be a reason, the reason I got into all of this is that back in the early days of Summer Folk, there was a lot of controversy about booking songwriters into the festival. And the reason for that is the traditional musicians felt that songwriters were navel-gazing and self-involved, and uh, they considered folk music to be uh, more a true reflection of culture, uh, work songs, um, songs uh, about social commentary, uh, even whether they're humorous or serious or whatever. And songwriters were really not accepted all that much unless they happen to be writing uh, political songs. Um, and being a songwriter myself, I didn't really go along with that notion. And so when it came to booking summer folk, I wanted to pursue some songwriters that I felt were particularly good and people who were pursuing excellence in their uh, chosen field. 
And um, to that degree, I, I at Mariposa, I had heard Steve Goodman. Now, he's a Chicago musician, now passed away, sadly. But he used to do a fair amount of humorous material, social commentary material. But he also sang some quite beautiful songs. And the songs that Steve did that I was most attracted to were happened to be uh, have the name M. Smith written underneath them. And I got curious about this, and it turns out it was a Michael Smith. And so I asked around some of the folks who were playing summer folk and coming from the U.S. if they knew a Michael Smith. And the long, st- the short story is, I was going to make another long story. The short story is that I tracked Michael Smith down, and he was in Evanston, Illinois. He was doing bar gigs with his uh, partner. Barbero, and I convinced Michael to come up to Owen Sound and uh, play there, and or play the festival, and he was going to come with Barb, and they were going to come together and do some of Michael's material, but in the end, it turned out that Michael uh, wanted to come himself and establish uh, a market here, meeting other people from other festivals, and, and he was very successful at that, and so um, I think Barb had other responsibilities back in Chicago. At any rate, uh, he showed up by himself, and he was just amazing and brought forth this music um, that I had heard v- uh, previously via Steve Goodman. One of my very favorite songs of Michael Smith is this song entitled The Dutchman, and this is Michael's own version. And at the end, uh, his partner Barb is singing uh, the song as well. And I can't help but feel that some of the writing of the song came um, uh, or was about Barb. And so here is Michael Smith with The Dutchman. Dutchman's not the kind of man to keep his thumb jammed in the dam that holds his dreams in. But that's a secret only Margaret knows. When Amsterdam is golden in the morning, Margaret brings him breakfast. She believes him He thinks the tulips bloom beneath the snow He's mad as he can be But Margaret only sees that sometimes Sometimes she sees her unborn children in his eyes Let us go to the banks of the ocean where the walls rise above the Zydeze long ago I used to be a young man and dear Margaret remembers that for me the 
The Dutchman still wears wooden shoes, his cap and coat are patched with love that Margaret sold him. Sometimes he thinks he's still in Rotterdam. He watches tugboats down canals and he calls out to them when he thinks he knows the captain. Till Margaret comes to take him home again through unforgiving streets. That trip him though she holds his arm Sometimes he thinks that he's alone And calls your name Let us go to the banks of the ocean Where the walls rise above the Zyder Zee Long ago I used to be a young man Dear Margaret remembers that for me The windmills were the winter wind She winds his muffler tighter They sit in the kitchen Some tea with whiskey keeps away the dew Her for a moment calls her name. She makes the bed up, humming some old love song. She learned it when the tune was very new. He hums a line or two. They hum together in the night. The Dutchman falls asleep, and Margaret blows the candle. Let us go to the banks of the ocean Where the walls rise above the Zyder Sea Long ago I used to be a young man And dear Margaret remembers that for me Let us go to the banks That was Michael Smith with his beautiful song, The Dutchman. So I've just been to Summerfolk and heard the wonderful Quebecois band Vantenort, and uh, what an exciting band and, and wonderful, wonderful addition to Summerfolk. And it put me in mind of a band that we used to have a lot at Summerfolk in its very early days, a band that lasted um, only a, a few years of our early existence, and the band was called Bard. And Bard was interesting because it was comprised of members that were from two 
cultural backgrounds in Canada. One was Quebecois and the other was Cape Breton. And the fiddler was Chris Crilly, and they had a button accordion player named Pierre Garant. Now, about the time that Bard was popular, uh, there was a little bit of competition between Owen Sound and Winnipeg. Um, not, it was very, very friendly competition. But one year, the stage crew in Winnipeg claimed that they could change uh, the Bard setup on stage, on the main stage, uh, much faster than Owen Sound could ever do. Now, Owen Sound, uh, the R stage crew, at the time led by Bill Murphy, <laughs> picked that gauntlet up and uh, and went to town uh, getting ready to change Bard on the main stage. And the Winnipeg Festival was first, of course, and they managed to change Bard in, I believe it was uh, 120 seconds, something like that, two minutes. And that's pretty good because the... the all those mics to set up, and they were a five-man band, and so it was interesting. But Owen Sound had its challenge, and Bard rolled into town, and their night concert came along, and the Owen Sound stage crew changed them out in 90 seconds. And so they were the winners of a large, very large bottle of Glenfiddich single malt, which was the beginnings of the popularity of single malt. Glenfiddich was one of the first to sort of be, uh, become widely known. And our crew won it and, uh, and got uh, gloating rights for that. Yeah, Bard was a wonderful band and set just the right tone for the introduction of traditional uh, Quebecois music uh, to our audience here at Summerfolk who hadn't necessarily heard a lot of that kind of music. And so here is Bard with one of their classic tunes which never failed to get the audience on their feet. Julia Delaney.
So I mentioned earlier in the show that there was a controversy about having songwriters at folk festivals. And a lot of where that came from was the fact that there had been a folk revival in the 50s and 60s, both in the U.S. and in Great Britain. And in Great Britain in particular, they had quite a number of folk clubs uh, scattered all across the country. And they were primarily focused on listening to revivalist singers. Those were singers who picked up the old traditional songs and sang them and presented them in their way. And that was the the focus of the interest, as I, as I said. And they really didn't want to hear from people who were writing new material. It was all traditional material that they were interested in. And during that time, there were some marvelous singers who came out of that folk music revival, uh, not the least of which is the band I'm going to play for you now, uh, which is the Watersons. And uh, the Watersons were from Hull and Yorkshire and influenced uh, many, many folk bands of the day. And they were essentially a family of singers. And then they were joined by guitar player Martin Carthy, who married Norma uh, Watterson. And together, the, the Martin and the Watersons were a huge influence on everyone from uh, Fairport Convention to Steel Eye Span, to any number of the folk groups that you would have heard at that time. And so I'd like to play something from the Watersons album entitled For Pence and Spicy Ale. And it's a primitive Methodist hymn, described that way on the internet. And it's from the Isle of Man. And this is entitled In the Good Old Way. Lift up your Emmanuel's friends and taste the pleasure Jesus sent. Let nothing cause you to delay, but hasten in the good old way. For I am a sweet hope and glorious day. I am a sweet hope and glorious Oh, I'm glory in the song, for I know I am, and I feel I am. 
So that was Martin Carthy and the Watersons with The Good Old Way. And if those voices sound familiar to you in some way, it's because we used to have at Summer Folk a band called the Friends of Fiddler's Green who sang in exactly that kind of manner, that British choral singing that was part of the traditional revival uh, in Britain in the 50s and 60s. And that choral tradition came out of there and highly influenced by the folks you just heard, the Watersons. Now, I'd like to stay in Britain just for a little while, and I'm going to take us back to a songwriter. And the songwriter I'd like to introduce you to is Nick Drake. Now, you've probably heard Nick Drake's music. Uh, He's very much an underground kind of artist. Uh, Nick's story is that he was... Born in Burma, but his family moved back to England. Uh, He was encouraged by his mom to play music, and at a tender age of 19 or so, got himself a recording contract and began writing his own music. At the time, he made three albums. The first one was Five Leaves Left, and I dare you to say that quickly. Uh, The second was Brighter Later, and the third was Pink Moon. Now, Nick's music never really took off, while he was alive, and this depressed him. He ended up dying of an overdose at the age of 26. And his music wasn't really discovered or found, and it wasn't popular in his time, and apparently that might explain part of the overdose, was that his music never went anywhere. On the other hand, he was very much a performer of the day, in that he was not out to entertain people. He was a pure artist. And apparently his performances were not uh, inspiring uh, to all in the audience. And he very much just put out his art and expected people to have their own reaction to it. And uh, he has been compared to Van Gogh in that way, and perhaps that's an appropriate analogy. It wasn't until the 90s that some very influential pop artists uh, began to quote uh, Nick and and talk about his music in their own art. And so very slowly, he sort of bubbled up from the underground, and then a tune of his was used, ironically, 
in a commercial for Volkswagen. And it was that commercial that got his, uh, a song of his heard and put his music out to the general public, at which point uh, people began to seek Nick's music. And so the uh, numbers of compilations were made, the old albums were re-released, and compilations of recordings that hadn't been heard. And now Nick uh, has had all of the accolades that the poor fellow missed in his lifetime. Anyway, I, I... Myself, I'm really touched by his music, and I'm going to play a song for you by Nick Drake entitled Riverman. Betty came by on the way. Said she had a word to say About things today Falling leaves Said she hadn't heard the news Hadn't had the time to choose Way to lose See the river man Gonna tell him all I can About the plan For light of time If he tells me all he knows About the way his river flows She prayed today for the sky to blow away, or maybe stay. She wasn't sure. For when she thought of summer, calling for her mind again. Lost the pain Stay for love Gonna see the river man Gonna tell him all I can About the band Feeling 
if it tells me all you know about the way this river flows, I don't suppose it's meant for me. And that was Nick Drake with Riverman. If you're interested in more of Nick's music, you can find just about everything on YouTube. And I would highly recommend that you go there and check him out. Uh, in my estimation, just a fine songwriter. So I'd like to turn our attention now to a songwriter from Grand Bruce County, a fellow I've known many, many, many years and a fellow who has also been supportive of the art scene in Graham Bruce. And his name is Brian Lucky, and his writing is so prolific, I can't believe it. He just turns out song after song, and they're all brilliant. Brian is a brilliant writer, I think an unsung hero in this area. And so I'd like to play a song of his now with the typically provocative and interesting title of... Beautiful Agony. Well, I've been blinded by dreams and desire. Moon was falling, and the sky was on fire. I stood in the river as it flowed to the sea. When I finally surrendered, it brought you to me. And it's a beautiful agony. I spent a beautiful agony till I see you again. It's a beautiful agony each time we touch. A beautiful agony cause I love you so much. Walk with me, baby, through the streets in the rain. I'll never betray you. I won't ask you to change. These hearts have been broken. All we barely survive. But I'm rejuvenated when I. 
a beautiful agony the hours I spend beautiful agony till I see you again it's a beautiful agony each time we touch beautiful agony cause I love you so much If our days are numbered If we're destined to fall You must remember This most of all One man has loved you Your soul and your heart As deep as the river pulls us apart it's a beautiful agony the hours I spend beautiful agony till I see you again it's a beautiful agony each time we touch Beautiful agony Cause I love you so And that was Brian Leckie with his beautiful song, Beautiful Agony. You're listening to Georgian Bay Roots right here on CFOS Radio. And you can hear us also Fridays and Tuesdays on Blues and Roots Radio on the net. Or if you prefer, you can hear us as a podcast on SoundCloud or go to summerfolk.org backslash radio. Now, Georgian Bay Roots is the official radio show of Summer Folk Music and Craft Festival. And this year, my partner came home raving about a young man that she had seen play in the cafe. And his name is Jacob Corston. And he's from Cape Croker, uh, just up by Wyerton on Colpoise Bay. And while I hadn't seen him myself, I did go to YouTube and check him out. And there I found him doing a cover of Bob Dylan's Don't Think Twice, It's All Right. And I have to tell you that this young man has got a career in front of him if he wants it because he's got presence and he's, he's a great finger picker and he's very young. This is Jacob Corston with his version of Don't Think Twice, It's All Right. Ain't no use in one to why, baby. Then you don't know by now. 
There's a talented young man, Jacob Corston. Check him out on YouTube. And speaking of performers at Summer Folk, uh, Connie Calder returned this year after many, many appearances at Summer Folk, and she wowed him as usual. And here's a classic from the good old days of Summer Folk. This is Connie's Bird on the Wing. Yeah. 
Honey Calder, Bird on the Wing. Man, that brings back some memories. I want to close the show off tonight with a uh, fiddle tune, a Scottish fiddle tune, and I think it's highly appropriate because we're really influenced by Scottish fiddle music here in Graham Bruce counties, and I can think of the numbers of fiddlers that I've known over the time of uh, having been brought up here and um, old-time fiddlers like Harry Parker, who used to play summer folk a lot. And and fiddle music is really woven in to the fabric of Graham Bruce County. So I want to end off with it. And I want to thank you all for listening. And please check us out next week, where a show runs every week on CFOS at 4 o'clock on Sundays. And also Blues and Roots Radio, Fridays and Tuesdays on the net on SoundCloud and also at summerfolk.org slash radio. Here's the Beckett family with The Water is Wide. My name's Tim Harrison. Thanks again for listening.